0: Welcome back to Don't Caught a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are rounding out 2023 mm. as Frugal Wizards, because today we are finishing um, the Frugal Wizards Handbook mm-hmm. to Surviving Medieval England.
1: By Brando Sando, um, of
0: course. By Brando Sando. I do, I do want to get us warmed up today. Okay. And I... I think this is an update to a previous thing that I have talked about, but, but correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, so as, as, as people know, long time listeners know, I, uh, am a bike commuter, mm. so I don't have a car, but I drive occasionally mm-hmm. my wife's car. Um, now... The place that I work, which is a, a, a research lab, university, mm-hmm. um, for one of my boss's funding grants that he proposed, mm-hmm. he included um, oh, a Oh, I vehicle. know
1: exactly where this is going. Okay. Yep.
0: Uh, so, if you have, I'll give more context for those that don't remember my previous. My previous warm-up on this. Um, what he included was a electric truck mm-hmm. in his proposal, which got approved. Nice. Which got funded. Very cool. Um a
1: little cyber truck action. And
0: <laughs> unfortunately, not the cyber truck.
1: Oh.
0: Um it did take a while for it to get here, but it got here last week. Ooh. So uh, my lab now has an electric F one hundred and fifty.
1: That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It's kind of cool. Now
0: I do have some ethical conundrums about it yeah. for reasons that might become a little bit clear here as I talk about this. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I have ever actually been inside one of the like modern trucks, uh-huh. modern like passenger trucks. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the ones that I have driven in are, you know, I, I'm not that old, so I'm not going to say, like, during my childhood they were like this. But I, I actually feel like this might be true because the the sizes of these have changed pretty quickly. Yeah. But it would be like, you know, you have the front seat, and it's a normal front seat. And then if people want to sit in the back, it's like a fold-out sideways oh, yeah. chair.
1: Your knees are in your mouth. With,
0: Right. Right. That's the kind of truck that I'm used to. Yeah. Now, if you see one of these trucks, they're pretty ubiquitous in the U.S. Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. You'll probably be like from the outside, oh, that's like way too big, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, if you see one of these things from the inside, it's a whole nother level. (laughs) It's like I could not believe it. Like people on this on this pod, I'm sure, know my opinion on these types of things uh-huh. far surpassed expectations in a good way sounds like in a good way <laughs> in the, like literally okay it's a <laughs> it's a uh i mean it's a normal size truck from the outside which means like it's big but it's not like it's not like on the freaking like high-rise
1: wheels or, right or like you're gonna see anything. a toddler before you run it over in this truck
0: <laughs> right right so if you see this truck you'll be like oh that's one of the that's like not super out of the ordinary for the u.s yeah i walk i i got into the back seat and literally like my knees were probably two feet from the next seat up oh like that's gosh. how much leg room i had i could like shaquille o'neal <laughs> could sit in the back seat
1: and be comfortable oh this thing. wow okay okay it's crazy i mean i look i think part of this part of this is so you can do activities in the truck right because people are mm. much less interested in doing activities in the truck bed either that or they just made the truck right. longer i don't know i don't know about cars um <laughs> the f-150 i think is the best-selling car in the united states though right oh it's
0: very popular yeah. so
1: if you got to take your whole family to church I mean, we can't have their knees all scrunched up. (laughs) It's just like,
0: I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I was expecting it to be big and extravagant and insane. Yeah. And it was just like so far, so far beyond. I, you have to, I think this is one of those where I think you have to experience it to believe it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I haven't been in one of these trucks before, Luke. Right, because you're probably listening to me right now, being like,
0: "Oh yeah, it sounds pretty big."
1: Yeah, for sure. You have no clue. You have <laughs> no clue. <laughs> sounds like I need to take a trip to, to Arizona, Luke, to come see the truck. That's right. That's right. Come see the truck. Um, it's a big boy.
0: Maybe camp out. It's got in a the screen truck. in it that's about as big as my computer monitor.
1: Wow. Play a little Halo that's on there. Nice, little Halo. That's right. It's fun. On little Minesweeper. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> little GTA. Careful though. Careful though. Don't mix up. <laughs> Don't mix the two up. Get in trouble. That's right. That's right. Now, so we got here last week. I haven't actually
0: driven it yet, um, but I'm going to, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be great.
1: Wow. I'm excited for it. What's the um, uh, What's the use case of it? Like, what, what, what did the justification? Where did this justification mm-hmm. come in for for truck? So our our lab does a lot of
0: like, I don't I don't think field work is quite the appropriate term mm-hmm. because it's not field work in the way that most people would think. But like, we have a lot of experiments running in places that require like transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will probably use it twice a week for short relatively short trips and then like once every two weeks for like a uh longer trip mm. um, to go to like where we have these little setups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These little these little remote water treatment systems. I we've got, see. We've got okay. going on.
1: So you needed something. So there's a there's a real use case for
0: it. Now, the electric F-150 is a little bit of overkill. Um but it did get approved technically <laughs> in the budget. So <laughs> if you squint you can be like you guys need an f-150 an american-made american-made car
1: Luke. that's right that's right
0: i mean so yeah i'm excited um well ne- ne- next time next time you take a trip down here we'll take a
1: joyride in it mm, throw, just throw me in the bed we'll record a soda in it <laughs> <laughs> there might be some echo uh yeah sounds like sounds pretty large um but comfortable <laughs> It'll be really nice when you're taking Shaquille around to the different sites. Yes. my my pal Keel, as we call him. do okay, okay. I don't know about that. His yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, okay. That's that's I think our warm up for today. Uh, a little callback. Now let's let's talk book. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we've finished the book, uh, the Frugal Wizard's Handbook, and. Um, mm, a lot a lot going on in this half of it
1: i have a lot towards the end do you have something towards the beginning of this section actually um we met ryan sort of in the beginning of this section right yes okay yeah uh so we met ryan ryan is cosplaying as robin hood for reasons that he explains but i don't really buy um maybe he just really liked that movie. It's a good movie. Uh Men in Tights, <laughs> of course. Um but he's cosplaying as Robin Hood and John can't help himself but be like, "God, that Ryan is so cool. What a great guy, this Ryan. Oh, I love that Ryan guy." Um Ryan we find this out more as time goes on. Ryan sucks. Uh, Ryan is such an <laughs> dude, asshole. Dude, we had, we did the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> I'm realizing, because I had a note in here that said, Ryan's, literally, quote, Ryan sucks. <laughs> From the And drive. then I followed it up towards the end with with an add-on. Oh, so no. so yes, during this first introduction, I also thought that Ryan sucked.
1: Okay, cool. So Luke and I are going to be largely just... Uh, just, just a hype, hype man for each other on this Ryan sucks <laughs> bit. Uh, so there's this phrase that Ryan has that he says to John. Did you write the phrase down? Because the phrase is just rude. I, I actually didn't know. John is talking about how he's got like dumb luck about stuff, and Ryan is like more dumb than lucky, and John's like, oh, haha, yeah. What? No. You're bullying John, Ryan. <laughs> if you say you're more dumb than lucky every time. And it's clear that the dynamic is like, yeah, you guys aren't like John struggles a lot. Like, <laughs> right. You can't call him dumb all the time. It's not funny right. when he's like literally living on the street. You, you can do this
0: with a certain type of friendship. Yeah, for sure. But not but not the dynamic that's at play here.
1: No, the type of friendship that it's cool to do this with is when the person you're calling dumb is actually doing fine and potentially you think they're smart where it's like a funny thing that you're calling them <laughs> right. dumb. It's like, a, obviously, I don't think you're dumb thing. Um, Ryan's just a bully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ryan is very much a bully. Um, how How early into this meet up. Did you
1: think that Ryan sucked? The first the first time where Ryan makes this more dumb than lucky comment, I was like, I think Ryan might be horrible.
0: <laughs> I think I think you got there a little bit earlier than I did. Um mostly just because I think John hates himself so much leading up to this. Yeah. But then like I mean, there's obviously the one where where he Ryan goes way too far when John tries to like provoke him a little bit, uh-huh. and he talks for like for like three minutes on how much John sucks. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, that
1: was a lot <laughs> to like not a huge provocation. The the provocation because yeah, Luke, we were going to be popping off on a lot of the same stuff. Uh, the provocation that John had was like he kind of lied about how cool he was he kind of made himself sound a little cooler and his his reasoning was ryan is so honest he's so committed to the truth that there's no way he's gonna let me slide with this which now i'm realizing is such bullshit because he and jen (laughs) were cheating like jen was cheating on john with ryan for like most of their relationship And oh, sorry, Ryan is just so committed to the truth that he is like fine cheating with Jen, but not fine letting Ryan, like letting John gas himself up a little bit. He has to step in here and be like, actually, you suck a lot. And here's all the reasons why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I don't know if we're going to go all the way here, uh, but but towards the end of the book, it's to the point of being like pathological. We're like, we're like girl in the train levels. If you've seen that movie, <laughs> no, but but um, but staying staying at the early section, yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Now, I, I think when I when I really got there, when I wrote my note down, uh huh, I, I I I'm a little conflicted on this because I wrote my down my, my note down when we learned that he calls John Johnny despite Johnny specifically not wanting to be called Johnny? Yes. The the reason I'm conflicted on this is because uh, I introduced you to my friends as Dan (laughs) without knowing that you preferred Daniel um, (laughs) at the the time. (laughs) And so so I was like, writing this down, I'm like, man, I feel bad about this, (laughs) but... (laughs) Well, mine's I mean, worse. Brian's Luke, way Luke worse. you
1: are way cooler than me and just good at everything. Uh and right. you're just like I don't know. You're just good. So I think it it's fine. You just call me whatever you want. I don't really care. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever you want to say, it's it's good, I guess. Whatever. Good. Good. I'm glad. As long glad as you're just committed it's. to the truth and you don't let me have just any kind of win. Not a single one. No, you should never
0: you have to really earn it but, like, more so than other people.
1: Um, What? Can you maybe help me understand why John was trying to get Ryan to say how much he sucked? I get that he had a thing with Sephwin where he was trying to fix that relationship with this whole Ryan thing. Mm-hmm. Did you... I didn't really understand how that was helping.
0: So, I, I mean... The actual reason was was because of Cephalon, and it was because before this he had healed, he had done the like magical healing, and Cephalon had been treating him like an actual god, and so they had lost the kind of like the kind of back and forth dynamic. Yeah, yes. And so he wanted to he wanted to do this thing that showed that he was a he was a a, a big piece of poo, so that she would. Stop treating him like a god and more like an equal, I think.
1: I okay, that's fair. I think it doesn't change the fact that he has magic healing powers, right?
0: Yes, that's like, correct.
1: Yeah. Sure, this guy thinks I suck. Uh, I still have magic healing powers though,
0: right? I do think, I do think that there's a better way. Yes. To achieve this goal than to get roasted by Ryan. Yeah. I'd go a little physical comedy, you know? Ooh. Trip over some logs
1: into the fire or something. Remind her, remind her how her brother knocked you out with like a piece of wood.
0: Right. Right. Fart really loudly.
1: <laughs> There's a lot. of Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of options. Um, I guess... This does kind of play into the pathology of John, though, that he just needs everyone to say how bad he is because he's, bad. Mm-hmm. he's a bad boy who needs to be punished and does bad things only <laughs> and deserves it. Right.
0: That's correct, yes. He deserves everything, all the bad things, for Right. Sure.
1: Right, which is maybe, I mean, it's, it's verging on a kink with him. i'm I'm not gonna say it's sexual because brando never tells us anything about what's going on downstairs with any of these characters while things are happening to them but Mm -hmm. i think there's potential that he provokes ryan to really just put him in the dirt because he he gets a little sick pleasure out of it
0: sure sure a little humiliation kink for Mm -hmm. sure yeah yeah I think that's probably right. I think that's true. I mean, especially his, with the with the cephalin context in there. Yeah. So he loves when she she he loves when she does her little eye roll, and make fun of him. He does love that. It's a good. It's a good. <laughs> um, okay. Do do you have more Ryan stuff for for early? Uh no, I do not. Okay. I I So I wrote this note down, and I, I don't actually recall specifically what this is referencing, but it's similar to something that we talked about last episode about like coming in and like, you know, becoming the the leader of everything. Mm-hmm. and And I just want to echo something that I think we, I said last time, which is, I think we're really overselling modern people here. Or underselling, like, people from whatever age Mm -hmm. of the dimension that we're seeing. Now now that I think about it, the context here is I think it's like an ad from our book Mm -hmm. that is saying that, like, just with the benefits of, like, an elementary school education, you know, like, (laughs) the scientific theory or something like that. And Mm -hmm. so, like, you're going to be unstoppable. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I mean like there were people in the 1500s that were like pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that we do have the education and everything. I I just I, I don't know. Am, am I wrong here? Am I, I, kind I off? Of,
1: I, think you're, I think you're kind of spot on. And the reason, I think a few, there are a few big reasons why. Because I'm imagining, let's imagine we show up with like an eighth grade education. Mm-hmm. We show up in this world. And we're thinking of what we want to do with that knowledge. Like, okay, uh, what do I know? I know state capitals. Does that help? Nope, that does not help. <laughs> I know U.S. history pretty well. Uh, hasn't happened right. yet either. So then we're really just looking in the category of math and science, right? Mm-hmm. So then we're like, hey, you guys have a microscope? Oh, no microscope yet. No microscope. Um, I don't know how to make one of those, actually. I know there's glass involved. Right. I think... Mm,
0: I was going to say my most valuable asset is Pythagorean theorem, but this is well
1: after... <laughs> That's been there. (laughs) The theorem famously named after an ancient Greek person. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh,
0: I don't got it. I don't have anything with the like, cause, cause here's the thing. Like a lot of this is, I don't know. Like, (laughs) like what you talked about is a lot of context dependent knowledge, Uh right? Like, Like U.S. history and and things like that. And a lot of it is like just teaching people how to like think and behave. Yeah. Which which I think is what they're getting at in here, but way overblown. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, and like learning how to read is a big part of school, right? Yeah. If you show up and you're like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Where are your books though? Maybe I can read about, oh, that's right. There's like three books. in existence (laughs) and it might not even be written in english like sure they speak english but they didn't say that the written language you have to be able to understand right right good yeah i i do think part of this is because we're reading marketing material so they want it Mm -hmm. to sound like you're going to be unstoppable because you know your multiplication tables but (laughs) i don't think that their target demo is really putting the pieces together Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I I think maybe I I, I think what I want to get at here actually is less so about overestimating current people, and more about I think underestimating people from an older time. Like yeah. if you if you learn about like how some of our mathematical or scientific theories come about, it's like holy shit that person was incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, know, you're 100% right. Even the like super obscure knowledge that you might never learn about, like the obscure math theorems or the obscure like chemistry or biology stuff that you hear about, like the person that discovered that was a genius. Like the person that discovered that was so smart and you might not have even heard of this of this thing. Right. Um So, yeah, man, I don't know. (laughs) Brandon, I mean, granted, Brandon is an educator, so it would make sense that he's really hyping up the education system as, like, being amazing. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I am, too, so I guess, like, (laughs) I think it's great. But I think you're right. Uh, (laughs) It takes a lot more than just knowing four times four is 16, (laughs) to really contribute, to do something amazing.
0: Right, right. Um, Now, that's not to say that, like, lower level, not lower level. That's not to say that, like, I don't know, high school or whatever education isn't super important. It's just that it's not, like, change the world level. Right, yeah. It's very valuable, but not... But 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 you're not like I okay, I I think we I think we're probably belaboring the point yeah. here. So so I'll stop. But um but but yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough to go to go back and make make these changes. Um but my next one is also a little bit of a meta comment. Mm. And I just want to say I don't know if I would have included the did I just do a colonialism chapter. I don't know if I would have thrown that
1: in there. Um, You're talking about as as Brandon or as the people who are writing Brandon. this fake book in Brandon's. As book?
0: Brandon. I don't know if I would have thrown it in there. We yeah. don't have to talk a ton about it. Yeah. Um I don't know if it was super well done and sensitive. <laughs> um
1: Well Luke, so it's just a fun yeah. fantasy world. What do you mean if it was super well done? It's we could we could make little jokes about this fun this fun thing called colonialism, right <laughs> i i don't know man
0: i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i don't know if we're there
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think so i'm I'm with you on this it seems like maybe it wasn't taken with the gravity that it still that it still has uh yeah, yeah. but I think this also leads me to one of the potential uses of these dimensions that seems underutilized. Mm -hmm. We talked about how the horrible, terrible depraved stuff is happening in like 99% of these dimensions. Um, Yeah. I think, (laughs) I think I want to like revise my estimate. So in 99%, of course there's terrible things happening. And I want to say in a lot of those is just like single people going in and doing horrible things. Sure. But now we've learned there is potentially a business component to these dimensions. Because Ulrich is coming in here and wants to do something with lottery tickets or whatever. Now I'm thinking you can bring things in, have them like be manipulated, and then send them back out again. So we're creating... Like slave manufacturing dimensions, right? Well, hold on here, because I know that you
0: can't bring stuff from that dimension out.
1: Right. But I can bring raw materials from Earth dimension in, have my peasants shape and form them into the cool transformer toys that are going to be super hot this Christmas and then send them (laughs) back out into the main world, right?
0: I, th- I think that's true. I think that's
1: true. <laughs> so all manufacturing is done via slave labor in these dimensions, no? Is that not how it works? It probably is. Because you could go
0: it in, in with a like big I mean, depending machine on cost gun. of transport. Depending on cost of transport, though, Dan.
1: Right, I forgot I forgot that that's the biggest <laughs> cost here.
0: <is> shipping. <laughs> shipping, huge cost. Um I, I mean, the other thing that, I, that, that you're making me think of is actually just these are... Oh, we've got a lot of just trash dimensions, right? Uh-huh. Oh. These are just our waste, <laughs> our waste product dimensions.
1: Right. Landfills don't exist anymore. This is just the trash dimension. What
0: they've actually started doing now that once dimensions got cheap... Mm-hmm. They started making a a little wormhole that goes to a dimension and just placing it on the tailpipe of every car.
1: <laughs> well, I will I will say Luke that they're all electric in this uh <laughs> in this new universe. Brandon has imagined a really a really bright future for us all, which I appreciate. Nice. Um nice. But, but yeah, that's uh that's not a bad not a bad solution, Luke. <laughs> It does it does kind of fuck up the carbon cycle, I think, a little bit after a while. Right. <laughs> and like we're we're um, we're suddenly losing mass from the universe, which could be a problem, but otherwise. Well. Uh okay. That's I, interesting, actually. Yeah, Luke, so <laughs> hold on. <laughs> 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 we I think we need to do a little. A little deep dive here into the chemistry of of all of this, of what's happening. Are we doing a a mass balance? We need to do a mass balance. We also need to do a ship of Theseus problem.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, So, if you go into one of these dimensions and you eat food, Mm -hmm. the food gets incorporated into your body. Like, it's not like food just goes in and out. The same atoms are going in and out. Like, your skin is constantly falling off your skin is constantly being replaced if i'm in this dimension for a month and then i come back oh. into our home dimension does all of my skin fall off because it is yeah you can't you can't go back it's you can't <laughs> luke you the, absolutely cannot go back the Time limit? <laughs> the time limit on this is like a week before you physically cannot go back or too much of your body will not go through the portal
0: you cannot consume anything You literally cannot consume anything. You cannot take a sip of water
1: (laughs) and go back. Luke. (laughs) (laughs) The, The reason I thought of this, Luke, is because there's another problem that potentially arises from this. Not only is there a ship of Theseus problem of like, can these people ever go back home or are their bodies now this weird conglomerate of home and different dimension um right so sefwin and john get married right yes you know what often comes after marriage uh no i don't at least in brando's books talking about children okay yes let's say sefwin and john have a kid And here, here we have to take it a whole nother level because obviously ship of Theseus, like if your parts are all being replaced, let's assume that there's some spirit, like human spirit that keeps your body intact to where you can eat stuff and still go back across the border. And let's ignore the fact that what if you like consumed some kind of rock or something into your stomach to try and smuggle it across the border? Let's just say your body for some reason has this like specialness that lets it go back. Mm-hmm. What happens to their kid? Does their kid get to go back? Is their kid of upper level dimension or lower level dimension, or do they only I don't go think halfway their, through?
0: I don't. I don't think their kid can go back.
1: No, <sighs> I don't think so. They don't get dual citizenship.
0: No, I don't think you get dual citizenship. Um. Yeah. No. No way. No way. Is there? Because I. There's not a medium, right? There's not a happy middle. I don't think.
1: Well, it would uh it would not work. It could not work.
0: You can you can talk on the phone <laughs> through the other dimension. You can, you
1: can FaceTime, maybe.
0: Yeah, but Cephalin can't. No, she's a she's like a vampire in a mirror. Um, oh, this is tough, man. I feel like it's been a while since you have completely ruined a plot for me. (laughs) Did I do it? Because you can't go back. No, you absolutely (laughs) cannot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Brando, Brando may have made a mistake with saying that nothing from that dimension can go back through the portal.
0: Well, the, the tough thing is so, so, okay, let's say, let's say that, um, People do just bring, when they're actually doing these, they bring supplies with them. Uh-huh. And just John was an idiot. Okay. As we see, he's always unprepared for things. And was very unprepared for this, especially. And so most people know that when you go to another
1: dimension, you got to bring some beef jerky from home. Sorry, Luke. That's not now- all you have to bring. Because <laughs> we need. To, if we're going to go down this route, you're not just bringing beef jerky and water. Uh, you need oxygen. Yeah, bud. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, bud. Otherwise, you're suffocating immediately when you go back because all your oxygen in your blood disappears. <laughs> maybe this is, maybe this is the, the little nanobots. Oh, okay. You get
0: special nanobots to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, to, to this point, though, and going back to our mass balance, if we're bringing, bringing supplies into these, these universes— Uh-huh. And, and it seems like people are really taking advantage of this opportunity. It's a fun thing. We're running out of food and water
1: on Earth. universe number one. Yep. You're actually, you're, ever, you're required to collect all of your waste from the trip that you took to the dimension and bring it back with you. It's a pack it in, pack it out sort of pack philosophy. Pack it in, pack
0: out. That's smart. That's smart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: because okay, so it's either that or my, my next theory was going to be there's a hint in the, in the in the handbook about obviously the possibility of higher dimensions than ours coming to ours. Yes. So to complete our mass balance, anytime someone leaves or takes stuff with them into a lower dimension, that means someone from a
1: higher dimension is coming into ours oh interesting so you decided to keep the thermodynamics still working where there is mass balance in every dimension yes it's just (laughs) because i was thinking all of our everyone's pissed all our physicists are pissed because for some reason when as soon as we opened up a dimension mass balance doesn't work anymore and there's energy (laughs) loss uh but this is very good how is it leaving the lower dimensions are, do they have like magic portals or like little portals that they don't know about? Because when you bring it in, because like John brings in a book <clears throat> to the lower dimension that Cephwin lives in.
0: Right. How does maybe there's just a nuclear
1: reaction somewhere? Luke, come on, that wouldn't work.
0: I know. I'm trying to think. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Ugh. Maybe how it's like always been working this way. Maybe. Okay. Here's, here's a potential solution to this. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Dimensions were discovered as an already extant phenomenon. So dimensions had already existed and travel between dimensions had also already existed. So the mass balance thing, it was always matter was always moving from top down through dimensions. And, taken to the limit of an infinite number of dimensions, there's an infinite amount of mass that can transfer down through ours. And maybe we're just not observing where the mass is disappearing. Sort of like when they put the berry down and a magic thing happens, if you observe it, mm-hmm. then you don't see the mass leaving. But like, maybe there's mass leaving out in the middle of nowhere of space for some reason. Right. Or like a black hole right. or something like that.
0: Well, and and so previously we there was mass moving moving through our dimension it was just always higher level travelers
1: and lower i think it was it was coming from a higher level travelers and going to a lower dimension but just not in a controlled yeah, yeah, yeah. way not in a way that we could observe right. and and control
0: right and and we do see i mean not to get too far ahead of us here but uh what, what's her name the the Old woman that ends up being Oh Thog, I think. Thog is a dimensional traveler, right? Oh, thog or whatever? Yes. Uh, is she? I thought she was, well, I got the sense that the, the the finale where she's reading Ryan's laptop and the chapter that she's reading is how to like get back to a, another dimension.
1: Well, it was about- I took this as she was a, she was a traveler that was lost. Trying to get back, because it was like how to turn the portal back on, right? Something like that how to fix the portal. Um, oh, interesting. I just took this because as... otherwise, because I, I I took it as
0: like the magic in this world is, as discussed earlier in the book, technology that's far enough advanced that it seems like magic to us. Uh huh. And so. Thok and the other god or multiple gods are dimensional travelers that are stuck. Oh, okay. From higher dimensions and have these quote unquote
1: magical powers. I mean, sure. I think that that is a fair reading. I don't know if that's the case why they aren't like immediately at the portal, right?
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: I think you're right so i think this reading is a good one because there's a lot of hints too about the bear king guy that make it seem like he is a higher level dimensional traveler as well um i i feel like as soon as somebody opens a portal up they're there they are at the portal because they're the most powerful things in this in this world and so they catch wind of a portal, and they're like, ah, thank you. I've been waiting for this for so long. I need to get to a portal.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, so that to me seems a little strange. But also, like, why does the, why does it hurt them to touch the technology? That was... Wh- it's, a good, it's a good
0: question. I don't know about that. There's something here. Yeah, yeah. There's something there about it,
1: but I... I I don't know if we have enough information. Yeah, I don't think so. But I do like this interpretation of the gods. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because also, so you mentioned it, the, the special thing about this dimension that Ulrich has come here for is the like luck component of it. Was that explained to your satisfaction?
1: Because so, I didn't
0: quite understand
1: it i I think part of it is a misunderstanding of what's happening, just like how Ryan okay. is interpreting the like reverse of entropy as like a unlikely event, but still one that can happen. I think Ulrich is interpreting it the same way in that this dimension unlikely things are just more likely for some reason, mm-hmm. or like there are localized regions of higher unlikeliness sort of and that's because that's how they're explaining these these whites that are doing stuff right um do you remember when we read shadows for silence in the forest of hell yes i was getting the like ghosty vibes from these whites a little bit yeah now brandon has already said that the like this world isn't connected to anything else in the cosmere it's like a different kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but i my head canon is that these two things are related
0: i can see that i I can see the connection here similar vibes for sure Mm -hmm. um it's been a while since we read that so so i i don't have like details fresh in my mind um but yeah little little ghosts that that can't really be seen until you do something Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something there for sure. <laughs> there's, for sure. there's something there. <laughs> Brandon likes these. Little ghost guys. Mm. I mean, we all do. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to get to kind of the the culmination here?
1: Yeah, let's take it to the wrap-up.
0: Okay. So we get to the point where... Like <laughs> I, I'm trying to think actually where to where to start the wrap up. Uh-huh. Um, so so Ryan has been captured and John goes in and, and saves him and who turns out to be Jen. Uh-oh. His girlfriend that he thought had died. Turns out she faked her death to become a undercover agent. To only him though, we should say. <laughs> This was okay. This is where I was like, okay, the level at which Ryan and now Jin have been terrible people is like truly sociopathic. Yeah. Like, first of all, why did you have to fake your death in a way that made it John's kind of John's fault? Like, that was clearly going to cause him a lot of guilt.
1: Well, Luke, because it was just easier than breaking up with him. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Because Jen couldn't have the adult conversation that was like, hey, John, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work out between us. Goodbye. You could have you sent that in a text. Sure, it wouldn't have been good. It wouldn't have been a good way to do it. Right, But way better than getting your grandma to text him that you died. So bad. So bad.
0: They're horrible, Luke. They're so horrible. So this got me to the point of thinking like, so Ryan is kind of like his childhood friend.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, John has had a rough life of a series of things continuously going poorly for him. And, like, it, as he says, it kind of snowballs and, and always builds on itself. Yes. Now, I don't think we have evidence for this. But considering how terrible of a person Ryan is mm-hmm. and how John thinks that he is a good person. Yeah. I... If I am 100% believing that John's everything that's been happening wrong with John his whole life has been Ryan's fault.
1: Uh, I'm with you 100%. I yeah. fully believe that. I totally. Totally. No question in my mind. And Ryan might not ever be able to accept and believe that. I don't think Ryan is like aware that he's doing it. Hmm. Like I think Ryan is justifying any of these like things that he is doing or saying to John. I don't think he is he is thinking Oh, yeah. When I pushed John down the, down the slide, I was doing him a disservice, not teaching him to be strong. Sure. Okay. I see, I see what you mean. I think, I think Ryan is the hero in Ryan's story. And he has convinced sure. John that he is also the hero in John's story. <laughs> I think that's true. And, and I think,
0: yeah, the, the reason I say this is because, like, for someone who's clearly this immoral... To have someone who thinks that they're a good person. They have to have done some stuff that's like truly mind bending for that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's bad. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. The relationship is so bad. Uh, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense why John doesn't want to go back. It makes a lot of sense yeah. that John's like, you know what? I'm cool. Actually, I'm good here
0: very good this is one of the few everybody back home
1: sucks (laughs) it's one of the few instances where it's not like it's still sad that john doesn't want to go back but it's more of like a good for you john don't go back
0: (laughs) everyone else in your life
1: sucks
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um and it is funny because like looking back on it there were a lot of times where He interacts with Seferin, Seferin or eelston I think is his name. And he's like, man, something about them is just so genuine and nice. It's like kind of crazy. It's just so weird. I'm really drawn to that. I don't know why. And like, oh, it's because everyone you've ever interacted with is the worst person in the world. And he's like, you are saying nice things to me? I don't understand what that
1: is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot sadder of a book, huh? It is. It is.
0: The, the last sociopathic thing that I want to bring up Mm -hmm. is John asks Jen, (laughs) that naming is tough. Um, why he, why she like, Chose to date John if she knew oh. she was just going to, like, cheat on him with Ryan. And yeah, really. yeah. And she says that, like, he was really interesting in some way.
1: I don't know. That, I, she's horrible. She's horrible. Ryan's horrible. Uh, Ulrich's horrible. Quinn kind of deserved to get his ass beat, too. Yeah. None yeah. of the people coming from the outside are good. Even John. John has his own, his own problems as well. Like, clearly, John is not doing great. But mm-hmm. of all of them, like, uh, I think John might be the one who's the best. Brandon loves to write a protagonist that thinks that they're the worst person in the world. And then mm-hmm. we learn more. and It's like, oh, actually, you're doing fine, bud. Yeah. Every, actually, everybody else is kind of fucked up. <laughs> I think about this with Stormlight a lot as well. Yeah. Kaladin's just like constantly down on himself. It's like, bud, come on. Come on. Someone say something nice. <laughs> Give my guy a break.
0: Yeah, Brandon, Brandon does love those. Um, so, yeah. Sad ending in a way, but also kind of happy. Because john has got a much better life now, I think. Now, I mean, he's got to move around all the time,
1: but. Here's the other thing, Luke, which is a consequence that we didn't really consider. Do you remember when, in the Lord of the Rings, in the movies, uh, Aragorn and Eowyn have that meeting, and she's like, "For you, I give up immortal life," and he's like, "What? What? For me? Oh, babe." <laughs> Do you remember that conversation? Uh, I, I don't. I, I actually haven't heard it described that way. Um, but yes, I, I think I know what you mean. Trust me, it happens. Um, so, unless John is giving up his nanites, he's outliving Cephewin by a considerable margin, right? I, I want to say yes.
0: I mean, we've seen that he can. He can transfer them a little bit.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Can I actually? Can
1: I? Can we go back for a second? Yeah. Let's because you
0: said Arwen and Aragorn, right? Arwen. Okay. I yes. meant Arwen. Arwen.
1: You're right. Okay. Thank you, Luke. Oh, that was close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and his no. names are are very similar. Um, but okay. Yes. So, so he can like heal her from things. So I, I'm saying that she's not going to die from like. A, a bacteria infection, right?
1: Yeah, I forgot about the transfer, but yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but I mean, there's a couple things here where like she has to sleep all the time, and he doesn't. Um, How creepy is that? And, it, and I do, and I do assume that he will just kind of naturally live longer than her because of them setting aside like unnatural
1: death. Right. Right like even just like your nutrient like density like i imagine the nanites are making sure your peak physical health so you're going to you're going to get to like age 50 and sephwyn's got horrible arthritis and like bone bone loss and you're like well i can give you some nanites now but i don't know if that's going to help <laughs> Here, honey, while yes. you sleep, I'm going to give you a nanite infusion with my blood every night. And then the, the legend becomes horrific of who these people are. That's true. He's Ooh. a vampire. A reverse vampire. He doesn't sleep. He gives this people looks, his blood.
0: <laughs> it looks weird. It looks weird after a little while. Yeah. Um, I, I assume that there's going to be one of these gestures where he's like, I'll turn off my nanobots for you that we don't see that happens off screen yeah um now practicality it's just like if if like i have some debilitating sickness and like my partner is gonna get it too but like they could just turn on their nanobots and they're like no i gave up my nanobots for you i'd be like just freaking turn (laughs) them
1: Luke, you know what I mean by this? Luke, This love, though. It's, it's true love.
0: <laughs> but I, I don't really need you to get cancer for me. That's unnecessary. Or the black can, death. Right. Just be, nice. just be comfortable. It's fine.
1: I don't know, Luke. I think it's romantic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's also the cases of just like... <laughs> John recognizes which I think is is good of Brandon to do, that this world is actually kind of shitty. Like, sure, people have this, like, really interesting philosophy about things, but they die all the time. They're constantly fighting. They're, like, not comfortable. And so John has so many advantages to not dying here even without the nanobots, right? He's got like I guess the plating is part of the nanites. But unless he turns them off, uh yeah, even if it's not illness, like Sephwyn falls down a crevasse and dies. Oops. Sephwyn gets stabbed by a robber and dies. Oops. <laughs> I
0: mean yeah, I mean we are we are brushing past also the fact that they've known each other for
1: like four days i mean but luke those four days big four days that's
0: true huge four days well we're also forgetting that cephalin is kind of like has a little magical power thing going on okay herself
1: yes yes or at least the spirits really like her
0: right so that might that might level the playing field some i don't know in in an unknown way
1: (laughs) i don't know um It's weird. Yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic. I don't know how I feel about the whole Sephwin-John romance. Also, I think John is like in his 30s, if I remember right. Sounds reasonable. Sephwin didn't feel like she was in her 30s. I could be wrong. It's definitely not as bad of an age differential
0: from our last book. (laughs) Correct, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't really notice it. Maybe that's... (laughs)
1: Maybe the, that's the funny. window has been shifted so much by our last book. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Then now it's cool. I don't think we got hard numbers on that. So we, I don't think we need to, we need to discuss too much. It just, the the vibe felt like the age gap was, was there and significant. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess let's go ahead and wrap up and do some reviews. I will, I'll start. Um, I think that this was like a pretty fun book, um, and like I I did enjoy reading it. I I think there were some aspects of it where I could tell that it was written pretty quickly, mm-hmm. which like is is what it is, right? Like he yeah. wrote like four books in a year or something like that. And yeah. like this one, I I think more so than than the other one, which was Tress. I think you could be like. In ways that we've already talked about, there's, there's some holes here that I, that I think you wrote the story really quickly and, and didn't spend a ton of time going back to try to change things. Now, with that being said, I <laughs> as a fantasy reader, I'm very comfortable like ignoring those types of things. And with that, it was, it was like fun to read. I, I don't know if it's something that I would come back to, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I largely agree with you. I think it was a fun concept. It was kind of cool. I appreciated the little bits that broke up the story that were the sections from the book. I thought that was nice, that like idea to have in the book. Um, mm-hmm. I did not like John very much as a <laughs> character. I don't think he was very likable, even when he was like, I just need to love myself. Uh, it's just the whole thing felt, I don't know, not great. It was like very self pitying for most of it. And I didn't really sympathize with him. I was like, I don't really I didn't really care about John. Um, That's fair. And aside from that, yeah, fun concept. I'm glad it wasn't any longer. I think I think it was <laughs> it's just fine there, Brandon. Thank you. Nice. Nice. So <laughs> we like to hear. I'll also add the illustrations were cool. Oh yeah, that was nice. Definitely, those are fun.
0: I like a book with a little illustration in there, here and there. Totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, so, okay. So, so that's Secret Project Number Two by Brandon Sanderson. Let um, I me. Mean, I'll say Happy Holidays.
1: Happy folks. Holidays, Luke. To you as well.
0: Thank you. Also, and also as well to you, Dan. Huh. Oh, thanks, Luke.
1: Uh, we will see you all in the new year, 2024. Yes. That's right. In the meantime, folks, if you all have questions for us, we're doing a mailbag episode in the new year. So hop on the Discord, hop on the subreddit. We we haven't been checking Twitter very much recently. At least I haven't. I don't know if Luke's been a lot more active on that. I,
0: I, I haven't. I actually also haven't checked the subreddit in a while. Um, I have been,
1: so... If you, okay. if you hop on the subreddit, um, we'll make a post on there as well that you can put any questions or things you want us to talk about in a mailbag episode. Um, otherwise, uh, we will be picking our next book during the break and sending out a blast with what that is as we're getting closer to uh, episodes coming out. Um, I think we're going to release... Our next episode on the, the 11th eleventh of January. So Oops. we'll send out at least a week ahead of time. We'll have a book picked out and blast that out to everybody. Um, yeah. 2024. Coming right up, Luke.
0: That's right.
1: Get hyped. Get hyped. Uh, and you, I mean, I know what I'm going to be bringing into the new year, Luke. What's that? a whole bushel of hot takes
0: and I'm not going to change anything I'm just going to keep being a dumb.